Well, that worked out exactly how I planned, said no one ever. I Feel Awful, Chronicles of Leadership, a micro-podcast brought to you by leadership coaches Juanita Malano-Para, Christine Sachs, and Katharina Schneegas. Chronicle 47, Pella Yay or Pella Nay? Everybody's laughing. Everybody's laughing as I say this title. So I've got a, a full disclosure. I, Christine Sachs, don't subscribe to Peloton. I don't own a bike. I don't do the workshop, the workouts. However, Juanita and Katharina do. And so we had this really interesting conversation. So why don't you all start and then I'll jump in. Yeah. Well, we started the conversation just from, uh, for all of you that are Peloton fans or just saw this somewhere. Um, yesterday, there was the first Spanish ride with a Latin instructor. And so just for me being Colombian and speaking Spanish, it was actually, it felt like a big deal in advance, like just knowing that this was coming and like put it on my calendar, worked out at a time where I never work out and just prepare for the thing. And then actually doing it, the, just sharing about the experience of, whoa, like it did actually make a difference to do something like this that I already love and have loved for years, but just the hearing it in my own language with my, I would feel like my own music um, just created something different. And so just starting from there and thinking about Katarina doing or not doing the rights in German and, and just really thinking about language and um, yeah, language and concepts and how things translate or not. Yeah, I have a different, a slightly different perception uh -huh. of Peloton in my in my own language. So as a German, I don't know why, but for me, Peloton is English. I there were always German instructors already the moment I got the Peloton bike, but I never listened to the German rides. I always trained with uh, American instructors and being back in Germany now, I started doing workouts in German because I thought, why not? Also, because uh, one of the um, instructors is a former gym trainer of mine. So I was like, that's so cool to see him there. And it's for me, it's so strange to hear it in German. For me, the concept doesn't translate in the German language. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we had a discussion about uh, in general, like where do concepts translate where the language is the difference or where do you translate the culture as well? And for me, Peloton is English, but German instructors, I don't want it. They're great. But for me, it's just, it's strange. <laughs> you mean American, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be actually curious to see what the Brits think of the American, like, get it, go, you got this. I can imagine them cringing. <laughs> I have never done, there's actually British, it, Mm -hmm. instructors right I have never done them I, I actually know I wonder how how different they are or not well well I stand British um rides too I think for me it's more the language than the personality thing they're different though but um yeah um so like as a as a peloton Outsider. Stranger, outsider, thinking. <laughs> not in the heart. Um, what do you, like, what's so great about it? Like, I don't, 
like and for people who are listening who may not be like what what is peloton like what is peloton like why do you both like it so much so i i first met peloton when i was living in new york and so um they already had the bikes and everything but for me it was the experience of going to the studio so i would go to the studio take a class there was just a lot of energy around it and it this is cycling indoor cycling classes um but the i'm gonna say the stage i like the energy with other people there the little stage that the instructor is on the music the whole vibe that they created around it it was it was for me encouraging i always left in a really good way like kind of like on a high of having done the workout never regretted doing it and to be transparent, like I'm not a workout person. I didn't play any sort of sports as a kid. I don't do team. Like this was the first time in my life that I seriously consistently worked out. And so it was a mix of just the vibe, the energy that it generated and how for me, it was like a way of getting that consistency and that, um, yeah, that consistent movement that I never had before. Does it make a difference? Like- does it make a difference that it's like sort of group oriented, but you get to be by yourself? Like, that's the weird thing for me. I'm like, so it's a group, but you're by yourself. Like, it's like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> now, to be fair, I work out with a personal trainer. I love going to the gym. So I'm not, I'm not slamming Peloton. I'm just, it's so interesting to me. I don't know. Well, so I just got a Peloton this last summer. So I'm going to say four months ago. And so I didn't, like, I went from the studio experience in New York four years ago, and that's what I did on a regular basis. And then I got the Peloton just recently. So I've, it's only been a few months of having that experience. Uh, it does feel different, but I, I actually am curious, like, for people that, like, because I'm really good at, like, putting myself in, in a place, like, envisioning my surroundings, I'm going to say so like with the screen, with the sound, like I can get in the vibe of being in the studio. And I actually, so I'm not, we've talked about this in different ways. I'm not terribly competitive. I'm competitive in certain ways. So like, I'm competitive when I'm winning and I like to win, but I don't like to compete. Like the, and actually we talked about this with Katarina, right? Like I don't like the leaderboard. I don't look at the leaderboard because like it, it kills me. I just, it, I won't ride harder. I'll ride to do like, improve on my best and that kind of thing like those numbers but so for me being alone and not having like that thing feels good yeah for me it was slightly different and I I um, used Peloton to work out with my best friend when I was still in New York and she lived in Hamburg because with Peloton you have the option to do like video chatting while you're on the bike and do the same ride together so you have like a screen and a screen and uh, you can probably also work out with more people than that. But she just, uh, she, she had a little, uh, she still has a little son. Now she has two. But at that time, so for her, it was very convenient. Uh, also because of the time differences. This is the moment her son fell asleep. We were both hopping on the bike and doing a workout together. So that was one selling point for me to, to get Peloton. We moved to New York right before the pandemic hit. So I was always a gym Person, I started working out in New York in a gym too and went there almost every day in the week. I, I, I love working out. I need it. 
And so getting Peloton was one way to not go crazy during the pandemic and being able to move and sweat and also see my friend uh, in a way and combine it and do it together. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the original question was, though, that letters here, but... <laughs> well, I was not, not, be, not, not being a Peloton outsider. I just, I didn't, mm -hmm. I don't, and like someone who likes to work out in a gym by myself, <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure about the appeal. And so the, mm -hmm. you know, and I think what brought us here is why we started talking about it is because there's... Um, Thus, so much talk about globalization and how do we expand and how do we uh, accommodate for culture and whatnot. I thought it was really, you know, um, it was just a great microcosm to look at, um, especially since Juanita loved having the Latin speaking, like music and Latin speaking, uh, Latin speaking, hello, Spanish speaking <laughs> leaders. And then Katharina, you hated the German speaking ride leaders. And so I was like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, like when we think about companies and core values and cultural values and how they kind of go out to other parts of the world. Um, you know, just seeing what works, what doesn't work, what, what actually ends up on the other side and like, can we accommodate or anticipate any of it or not, you know? Yeah. It's like, there's a baby that we have and then there's what it actually looks like out in the world. Yeah. And how this is different for everyone, right? I wouldn't say that I'm representative for all the Germans because Pelton was for me being in New York, working out in New York and like being so close to the New Yorker instructors that I feel that I'm still resisting <laughs> switching over to the German ones. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges as well as companies, as a trainer or coach as well when you're training in global organizations and implementing programs or strategic plans or something like that, um, to make sure that it doesn't sound, it doesn't only sound great for whoever is involved, but it's actually um, tangible for everyone involved. It's not one culture that dominates or one language. Um, yeah. Well, in, in what you said, Gather, I know something I was thinking too is like, that you talk about what Peloton is to you and that like it's New York and it's experience of working out there and living there. And so thinking about translating concepts or globalization or values or this thing of having a concept and taking it to different places and different cultures, just the importance of that. I don't know if call it human connection, but that like more personal, what is this to you? In the sense that like when as when you were saying that, what I was thinking for me is like for me, what thinking about what made it so special last night is that that and maybe this is why I like Peloton too, honestly. It's like that um I don't know what the word is in English, but that like super high energy and party and like like just loud, like that's what a lot of the Latin culture is. So mm -hmm. like when I went out partying, like that's what it felt like when I did workouts, the workouts I did on like a Saturday morning were back in Colombia, it was literally like the party from the night before, just as a quote unquote <laughs> workout. But so that is what I, that was the only thing that I had enjoyed that I had experienced. And so for me, my connection to it is that, is that that energy high connection, party, laugh, just but it connects at a deeper level than it's a workout and it's good for my body and it's movement and 
it's convenient. Like all those things are great, but there's, especially now, there's all sorts of possibilities to work out at home, all sorts of services to stream. And yet this is one that for me still is like the more enticing or more attractive. And I also think, uh, adding to that, Juanita, is that this is what the Peloton instructors bring to Peloton itself, too. They're telling a story. Every time you ride with them, they offer something from their personal life, something that's happening out there. Uh, they're oftentimes even giving impulses that are coachy, like, like the reflection questions or call to actions that we have at the end of our podcast. They're similar to that, right? So it's, uh, it, it's also getting the participants in a specific mindset in a way while having fun and being loud and all of that. Oh, I'm about to ask the worst question. For those that can't, you can't see this from both Juanita and Catherine are like, <laughs> um, what's well, interesting because like, as I listen to you both, um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, Juanita, what I heard you say is like it very resonant of Latin culture for you and Katharina for you is like, oh, this is very resonant of New York culture for me and, and just a way to connect to Hamburg during the pandemic and everything. Um, clearly this is not a sponsored video by Peloton because by what I'm about to say, we'll probably piss them off if it were sponsored content. <laughs> um, I wonder if this is the new era of colonialism. Oh God, Katharina's face. <laughs> no, like corporate colonialism, right? Because like, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? Like I just, it's so interesting to see the, what you both, like, again, not knowing that much about Peloton, but like seeing how much you're both uh, loving aspects of it and really enjoying it. And it's very clearly an American thing right, in terms of startup, in terms of world domination, in terms of outreach and expansion and trying to kind of be a global organization, company, service provider. Um, but it also being, um, you know, being familiar enough to be comfortable and acceptable, but also very much a American company in its DNA. I don't know. Like it just like it like I was when I was listening to you, that sort of popped up for me. Maybe I'm crazy. So you all tell me. Well, I think it's what I think is different. And I mean, corporate colonialism is such a good sentence because that's I mean, that's what for me as a Colombian, that's what globalization has been. I mean, that's what McDonald's is. That's what Coca-Cola is. That's what MTV is. Like those are the things that I grew up with. And in this sense, like, I think, I want to say all very large companies across the world, like their intention is to go across the world in some way. The larger, larger ones, for at least. And my experience with this is like, it is like American or like US company and its nature and how it's growing and everything. But what feels different is that it, recognizes differences and it recognizes and brings in 
those spe uh, specificities, those specific things from different cultures to have people feel identified and not negate that and make like, no, but this is the way, this is the way we do it. And so that's not good. You haven't seen the spam. Oh, you, you're. Hello? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, like, since you brought up McDonald's, well, so the thought of it was like, okay, the old model of colonialism is coming in by force and taking things. I mean, maybe the new era of colonialism is corporate. I don't know, capitalist, but, but it's by um, assimilation. Just because like, like if you, I mean, to the point of like, it recognizes culture, like McDonald's has, if you go like McDonald's in Mexico has Mexican elements in its menu that you can't find in the US, for example, and J Japan, you know, all the places that are slightly different, you know, the, the food offerings are slightly different. So McDonald's changes its menu. So it's sort of, it's not dissimilar from what Peloton is doing, but we relate to McDonald's as a big, bad corporate person. Where it's interesting where Peloton feels like my friend. <laughs> this is my like home. I can work out and my, my ride leader is like amazing. I, it's just interesting. Like I'm, I don't have to, I'm, I don't, I clearly don't have the answer to this, but, and you both look very stressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I think so. I do think about this a lot, but because I think that corporate colonialism is what has happened over the last decades. That is what has been, I mean, for me growing up, that's what it was, right? Like, and definitely, I think that, I think it's definitely something to think about just in terms of how much of it is. I think, okay, this is something, there's maybe something in it, but like for organizations in general, we talk about intention all the time, right? Like what is the intention? What is the purpose? And when in a conversation around diversity and around inclusion, right, like how much of the how much of the talk, how much of the things that a company creates is so more people kind of like more people buy it or be like, yeah, 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 we like tend and serve all or like, yeah, 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 we are for more people. And how much of it is like actually seeing the, those people actually acknowledging their difference actually like elevating those differences bringing them in and I'm here I'm not even talking only about Peloton but just thinking about that as we think about any services or products that we consume or that we use right like how much of it is just talk and what is the intention behind that beyond good business or making more money and I don't know, things like that I'll narrate Katharina's face while she, while she thinks she's got her hand under her chin and she's making a scrunchy mouth face like, mm. now she's laughing. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, thinking about the brilliant, brilliant insight that I have to offer about it. Um, <laughs> but I, I needed to Google some of the words that you used, uh, Christine, <laughs> so I understand what you two are actually talking about. <laughs> Still learning, still learning, uh, which is amazing. But I, I agree. I think Peloton and the core is very American, um, the whole concept, at least from a German perspective, right? Like having these leaderboards being very competitive, like having these super 
loud and and you know like energized instructors on the bike like cheering you on and offering you to do some life personal development while you're on the bike and all of that that seems really american um and i think it it um it is true for for some concepts or trends in general like oftentimes things are born in the states where there is simply a bigger startup scene and try and error and, and all of that. And then it it uh, it swaps over, it expands into Europe and, and other countries and all of that. So I can I, I, I think that we can see it with a lot of things, including coaching. Like coaching in North America looks different than coaching in Europe right now. And I'm convinced that it will change in the future. Um, and uh, and so I think it's just a natural way of moving things from one side and not to another. And what what I get reminded of is when I was in school back in Germany, there was a gap or a leap between the the songs being released in the States and then being in the radio in Germany and how long it took <laughs> to have the films and the music over here and how fast it is right now because of all the the developments so it, it reminded me of that and i get curious if you know this transition phase will be shorter and shorter in the future too well i think the last thing i'll put in and just from that what you said katarina too is like there's some pieces of what you said that seem very like us based and like how loud it is and just the encouragement and like that energy i actually have that to be a very lighting thing too and so just thinking about that, it actually gives me a place to look of like, what are the things that we consider to be a certain culture, but may be from others too, or may come from others too, right? Like I think, so there's there's instructors in Peloton, at Peloton that I've learned now are Latin X, and I didn't know back when I was doing the studio at all. And so again, like just influences and, and cross-cultural colonization um, that we may not see, that I may not see. Cool. So as we wind up, are there any call to actions this week or are we just gonna send people off to have their, to think about all of the things that we talked about today? Do whatever workout sparks joy, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Do whatever workout sparks joy. Um, yeah, and maybe just a, like taking a moment to think about cultural influence in your organization. And if you have plans for expansion, right, the degree to which it is from an old model of colonialization or takeover, or if there's room and space for the natural adaptation of different cultures that you'll meet, because it will you'll meet different cultures and there'll be a tension there. I think like personally, like for as individuals looking at, we talk about belonging often at a higher level for a culture, for a team, for an organization, but noticing at a cultural level, what are those things that give you a sense of belonging? See you next week. You can follow us on the web at www.christinesaxcoaching.com.